Blog Talk Radio. joining us again today. Uh, We meet here at Blog Talk Radio every Wednesday evening, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and we go through any number of different subjects from the point of view of who and what is creating a better world. What do we personally contribute to that outcome, and what can we receive from a world that's working well, a world that's working for all. My website is www.abetterworld.tv, abetterworld.tv, and we have a weekly newsletter that gets sent out to many thousands of people around the world. It's an international list. We have people in China, in Africa, all over Europe, Holland, Germany, France, Sweden, Italy, Spain, listening in England, Belgium, and on. I don't know about Liechtenstein, but all the others that I've mentioned, Denmark, etc., who receive this newsletter in which uh, we list who is going to be our guest on the radio show, if a guest at all, which is typically the case. Not this evening, however. And who will be our guest on the TV show, which is broadcast, both of which are broadcast, from New York City every single week. And A Better World has been on my word since 1993 weekly on Manhattan Cable Television. And the radio show has been going consistently for seven years since let me see if I can do this arithmetic. Since 2005, 2006, right around there. So uh, that's been on Progressive Radio Network. It's been on Blog Talk Radio. It's and I've been interviewed so many times myself on various radio and TV shows over the course of many years. Anyway, I want to just extend a warm welcome to you all and tell you that today's show is actually a call-in show. I have not uh, invited a guest on to join us. There are many topics that you and I can discuss, and I would like to invite you in pronto, which is to say now, at 602-753-1860. That's 602-753-1860. And it would be a pleasure for me to hear from you. I mean, after all, every week, week after week, I am interviewing, God, some of the most interesting people around. Just last week, for example, I had on the antitrust lawyer, George Farrar, who is the author of No Debates, such an interesting book, Uh, No Debate. How the Republican and Democratic Parties Secretly Control the Presidential Debates. What? Are you kidding me? Control and secretly in a democracy? Oh, go on. That's not possible. Well, think again, folks. It's not only possible. It's exactly what 
is happening and has been happening for decades. Since the Commission on Presidential Debates was formed, they took the uh, reins from the League of Women Voters, and ever since, we Americans have not had a say at all in the process of the presidential debates, the biggest form of education of our body politic, of our political process, of our presidential aspirants. And it has been skewed, poisoned, distorted, and corrupted by, yes, big business. Specifically, this will interest you if you're not aware of it, by Anheuser-Busch. Yes, Bud Light runs the show. No wonder so many Americans are drunk on foolishness. They're drinking too much Bud. Yeah, it's a problem. I wonder if the presidential candidates indulge before they get on stage as well. After all, this is their largest sponsor, and Anheuser-Busch donates because it's a 501c3. So we're paying for this, uh, this mockery of democracy with our own tax dollars. If you want to talk about saving money for useful things such as books and computers for schools or rolling back the interest rates for students or on mortgages, think about the good use of money instead of the wasted use. We have so little money, that's not really true, but there is an appearance of very little money when it comes to important things uh, because so much is bloody wasted on frivolity. Yes, frivolity. Anyway, I do want to open this up to one and all, 602-753-1860. Don't be shy. I'm just having fun this evening and would love to engage many of you who I know listen. I know some of you have been frustrated, actually, who uh, you've had questions, you've had comments, You've enjoyed the interviews and have wanted to speak up and speak out, and I haven't opened the phones to the audience because I've really wanted to get to the underbelly, if you will, of each subject matter that my various guests have been presenting, you know, and if I open it up, ah, it becomes way more difficult for my sometimes laser beam questions and focus to stay on point. Please understand. And then we have these days when I say, let's open it up and let's talk. And this is one of them. So please feel free to call 602-753-1860-602-753-1860. 1860. It will be a pleasure to engage this audience, this thoughtful, intelligent, educated, caring audience, caring about a better world, how to do it, how to create it, and, uh, you know, care about ideas of love, passion, compassion, sustainability, harmony. These are our show's buzzwords, if you will. Psychology, consciousness, opening the heart, paying attention, love in all relationships, romantic and otherwise, how to bring um, intelligence and consciousness into personal relationships. You know, I speak on this show on many different topics because, how do I say, it reflects the breadth of my interest. My own background is psychotherapy, acupuncture slash energy medicine, stress management, and developing consciously uh, responsible 
socially responsible businesses, social enterprises. In the world of green energy efficiency, humanitarian projects that are, by the way, and can be profitable. Health, wellness, nutrition, and we go into, in my practice, after all, I see clients in New York City and across the country by phone uh, weekly. And we go into all the subjects that really engage uh, an individual in his or her life. And you know what our lives consist of. Our lives are a real, real interesting fabric, a tapestry of so many different elements. Well, so too, therefore, is a better world tapping into and surveying such an array of different elements, an assortment, if you will, a composite picture. So, of course, when I deal with my clients, many of them are looking to get along with their boyfriends or girlfriends or their spouses or their bosses or their parents, or extended family, or workers on the job. And through creative consulting, which is my game, we come up with solutions, sometimes in personal relationships, in a lover relationship, be it marriage or uh, people who live together, partners of different sorts. Sometimes emotions get in the way of their daily lives, of their sexual lives. And they seek solutions to how to deal with these kinds of emotional conflicts and tensions. Or purely on a sexual level, if there is such a thing separate from the life of the heart, there are questions about how to satisfy my partner and how to be open and deal with intimacy and the like. These are all very critically important subjects for we human beings because our biological profile, our biological lives are at the core of everything. Yes, eating, Drinking, breathing, resting, sleeping, sexing. Is that a word? You understand. All of these are vital. And if these fundamentals are not at rest, at peace, then everything else is going to be popping and not at ease, at rest, and in harmony. So it's important and fun to talk with people about the things that are most intimate in their lives, the things that really preoccupy them moment to moment, hour to hour, and day to day. And after all, how many places are there for discussion about these more intimate topics? Well, you say, on radio? You've got to be kidding. Well, I'm not kidding, because remember uh, Dr. Ruth? Remember Oprah? Remember Dr. Phil? Remember all of the spinoffs of therapists or psychologists or Know the Doctors or Dr. Oz? We're all, you know, when we get down to it, we're all dealing with the same kinds of issues. They may vary a bit here and a bit there. Yes, 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 they do. Each one of us has our own unique brand of struggle, tension, conflict, and difficulty. It is true. And as a therapist, a holistic therapist, for some 25, 30 years, I have seen almost everything. I've dealt with almost every kind of issue conflict problem that we in our society could see. So be not shy. (laughs) Just feel free to come forward 
and speak because this is actually an opportunity to get such counsel and support uh, at no cost. Yes, on the air, because if people come to me privately, of course, they are paying. The number is 602-753-1860. 602-753-1860. Now, for those of you who listen with any regularity, you also know that we go from the micro, or what I refer to and was just discussing uh, just now, of inner ecology, the ecosystem of our body, the drives of our body, the needs of our body-mind system, all the way out to outer ecology, to the planetary system, geology, and looking at human civilization and society at large. And well, even cosmology. So we have no limit here as to what we discuss and put on the table. Because I'll tell you, even a family or lovers or friends who are seeking to have a well-balanced, happy life are still in a larger morphogenetic field, which is affecting them. And that larger field has to do with the other conflicts taking place in our own country as well as on our own planet. And there's what's called in quantum physics the butterfly effect. And that effect suggests that, well, they describe it thusly. Someone making a business deal in Tokyo is affecting the way someone is walking down the street in New York City. Are they smiling? Are they frowning? Now you said, my God, that is the subtlest of relationships. How refined a thought. Well, it's true. It is. And that effect might not be much. But that's not really the point. The point is that everything is interconnected. And if you have enough butterflies flapping their wings in Singapore, yes, indeed, it will have an effect on the heart of somebody in Copenhagen. Yeah, funny as it may sound, because everything is energy. Everything. And energy is intelligent. And energy moves and flows ebbing and flowing in cycles. So, in fact, everything really is influencing everything else. We've got that on the material level, and we've got it on the non-material. Both are alive and active. Our number here is 602-753-1860. The doors and phones are open for you to call in anytime. 602-753-1860. Do you enjoy what we talk about here on A Better World? Do you enjoy the subject matters that I engage my guests in? Do you enjoy my guests? <laughs> Do you enjoy me and what I am bringing forward here? All in the name of and with the intention of creating an educational inspiring and uplifting platform for dialogue and trialogue and on. It's interesting to me, and I'd like to know what you think about what goes on here. I'd like to know if there are particular shows that you've enjoyed perhaps more than others over the past few months. I have, for instance, had Rocky Anderson on, presidential candidate for the Justice Party, and he was on again just last week with, as I mentioned, George Farah, who wrote No Debate. Critically important work for this time period for people to understand what's true and what's not, what's legitimate and what's not in the body politic. The week before that, I had the well-known scientist and teacher, author, Greg Braden on, talking in his, about his latest book, Deep Truth, 
igniting the memory of our origin, history, destiny, and fate. Before that, I've had David Katzmeier on, talking about calorithms and the cycles of time, both domestically in our own country of the United States, as well as internationally. In fact, if Dave has an opportunity, he's here in New York briefly uh, to call in. He will be calling in so uh, toward the end of the show. So these are just a couple of examples of the shows that I have all had some of the guests that I've had on just recently. Uh, if you recall before that, I had Jim Gilligan, professor of psychiatry at NYU Medical School and a law school who did an extraordinary compilation of data about uh, at which times in all of U.S. history, actually going back 109 or so years, 107 years, where violence tends to peak, homicide and suicide, and when it tends to hit its nadir. Interesting, curiously, during democratic um, control, hmm, some word, of the White House, during, that is, a Democratic administration, isn't that a little more rhetorically correct? We have had the lowest levels of violence in this country, statistically uh, uh, proven, and during Republican administrations, we've had the highest. And this has been the case time and time again, not occasionally. There have been two small blips in that absolutely otherwise consistent sequence of events. And that's during the Eisenhower administration, where the violence rates did not go up to epidemic levels, did not, well, today, our dear Eisenhower would have been considered a flaming progressive, curious, and the other time it did not shift in the direction of lower was coming out of the um, Nixon-Ford administrations and when Carter was president. So that means as a Democrat, the violence rate still hovered high. And during his four years in office, they did not significantly drop. They did drop, but marginally in comparison to the rest of the 107 years. Yes, Obama. Yes, Clinton. In fact, during Clinton, I think they were the lowest level of all time. FDR, Truman, you name it, over the entirety of the 20th century into the 21st, we see a remarkable change according to administration, party administration, that no one would have thought was true. Nobody would have thought. Nobody would have thunk it, as they say. But thunk it or not, it's the case. And Dr. Jim Gilligan made the case that this is not random. This is not some kind of fly-by-night, sporadic, specious type of statistic. But it's directly significant to employment rates. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, where he got his data, not skewed data, the unemployment rates during Democratic administrations is also commensurately lower than during uh, Republican. Now, the rhetoric would suggest otherwise, but the data states What's so? So if you correlate, which is a very reasonable thing to do, employment-unemployment levels with the two, two types of administrations, not as different as I'd like them to be, 
you see that it's not specious at all. There is a reason. Because when people are gainfully employed, that means they feel a meaning in their lives relative to being part, belonging, being useful. And the notion, you could say, of meaning, purpose, soul's drive, feeding one's family, all of this is so fundamentally important to a human being, man or woman, man and woman. And when that is satisfied, the tendency toward violence on any level is commensurately, proportionally reduced. Hence the importance of being employed, having some kind of gainful role in the world. And that goes for everybody. Everybody wants to contribute. Everybody wants to be part of the solution in some way, shape, or form. And a better world is a forum, a platform, to help people on so many levels, from the economic to the social to the spiritual, get in touch with what's most important to them to begin to come forward in their lives in a new, novel, creative, and meaningful way. That's our game, folks. That's our game. This is Mitchell J. Rabin on A Better World, the host, holistic psychotherapist, stress management consultant, echo entrepreneur, writer for the Huffington Post. You should please come. Just put my name into the Huffington Post search engine and up will come a series of articles. Same at naturalnews.com. If you don't know of naturalnews.com, you sure should. And visit us at our website, www.abetterworld.tv. The number again is 602-753-1860. 602-753-1860. Going to take a little pause for Mozart. When I come back, I'm going to be telling you about a conference taking place in Hilversum, Holland, in November, on energy technology that I think you all should know about. Stay tuned. Mitchell J. Rabin. I'm very glad that you're joining us again today. Uh, today is an unusual show because I am, well, how do I put it? Opening the mics to you. So please take advantage. Give a call. 602 753 1860. 602 753 1860. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've been told that sometimes uh, my uh, orating here, (laughs) my talking, is interesting to people to such an extent they actually don't want to call and they are concerned that they are interrupting the flow. Well, I tell you, interrupt. It's okay. Of course I can talk, and it's my pleasure to do so, to share the things that are important in my heart, 
in my mind, in my soul, with all of you. But I also want very much today to open the space for you to really gain my knowledge of you and your thoughts and your comments because that helps me do a good job. So it all works as a major feedback loop. So please call and speak. In the meantime, I'm going to uh, tell you about a really interesting uh, conference that's taking place between November 9th and 12th in Hilversum, Holland, the Netherlands, of course. That's H-I-L-V-E-R-S-U-M, Breakthrough Energy Movement Conference Program with over 18 speakers, two conference rooms, and a three-day program. This event is designed to focus on the full scope of breakthrough energy technologies. Our speaker lineup for the conference this November represents some of the brightest minds in the field. And I tell you, I have been not only looking this over, I have been in dialogue with the uh, producers of this event. And in fact, as recently as yesterday, I was asked to emcee the event and to also moderate some of the evening panels, which I am pleased to do and honored. It's a real privilege to be part of this powerful um, international group of thoughtful people, really new thought thinkers, scientists, historians, even people involved in archaeology who have been looking at human civilizations over time predating what is commonly thought to be the beginning, the onset of human civilization. All of these are important. We'll be looking at health. We'll be looking at the environment. We'll be looking at the economy, culture, education, consciousness, mass solar flare ejections, harp, weather wars, ancient technology. You see, all the subjects we deal with here at A Better World. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, in mine, uh, my version of A Better World, we do look very much at the micro level, the inner ecology, in a sense as what gives rise to everything on the macro level. I really do believe that the engineering room, funny phrase to use, is taking place in our psyche, in our mind bodies, in our hearts, and where we experience the texture of emotion and our ability to relate and resolve conflict and our ability to actually establish and generate happiness and well-being becomes the ground for everything that happens outside in our lives. So if we are at peace, if we are happy, if we have a sense of equanimity, if we have a sense of authenticity, the outer world will reflect that awareness. And that is just so important. It's one thing to tinker with the outside world and see what happens and hopefully come up with some solutions. And it's a legitimate way to approach. But if one does not change the consciousness, the ground of being, in which various things are occurring, hmm, then it won't be long before things change in the outside world. And we're back to things as they were before. It's not permanent enough. We're looking at inner evolution and a soul evolution, a psychological, emotional, and spiritual one that will take us to the next plane of aliveness, the next tier, if you will. And that allows us to graduate from being prejudicial, biased, partial, narrow-minded types of people to broad-minded, open-minded, compassionate-based, oriented, 
future human beings happening now. So that's what we're looking at. If any of you are interested in more information about this upcoming Breakthrough Energy Movement conference taking place in Holland, wherever you may live, this is going to be designed, it is designed for the layman. It is not a scientific conference, even though there will be scientists speaking. Their purpose is to um, is to lay out the fundamental principles of the new technologies that are before us, harmonious, sustainable, renewable technologies that go far beyond solar and wind. You know, yes, they involve hydro and geothermal, but beyond men, beyond, I'm talking about Tesla and up, things are happening. Intelligence has been working its way into technology, and there is so much to share, and it is going to be at this conference that it is shared. Contact me at mjr at abetterworld.net. That's mjr at abetterworld.net. And we will have material on this conference posted on our website in short order, literally in the next day or two. So you can also go there, www.abetterworld.tv, and uh, tune in that way to what's going on here, too. So, you know, we need this kind of thought. We need this kind of breakthrough thinking. We need to shift the paradigm, baby, from the old to the new, from the Flintstones to the Jetsons. Isn't it time? Aren't we tired of same old, same old? Yeah, because it's destroying our planet. It's literally destroying our planet. It's destroying the value and quality and meaning and health of our bodies and our lives. Eh, eh. Enough. Bastante, as we say. You know, time to move on. So talking about moving on, uh, the time is passing, moving on, and I want to invite you again to give a call to... 602-753-1860, Now, there is a chat function, and I don't begin to know how to use it, but I'm going to push a button or two and see what can happen here. And who knows, maybe somebody's trying to write to me, and I don't even know it. I don't even know it. You know, I am just kind of a playful guy with a big heart who has been working assiduously, disciplinedly for decades. Ask any of my friends, ask any of my colleagues, ask any of my clients, both personal clients having to do with the consulting on subjects of their lives, intimacy, or my business clients who I've helped uh, work with their businesses and business efficiency and human relationships in those businesses because, you know, at the end of the day, just as I was talking about inner ecology, shaping and actually determining the quality of the outer ecology, i.e. the life, the people we feel we know, and the world in which we live, the outside world, the material world, it all comes down to relationship. Can we communicate our heartfelt feelings, our emotions? Is there space for it in our relationship? Is someone listening? And if not, what are the ramifications? What happens then when? Ugh, not so pretty. And working with that is so important. We've got the data. It's in. We know from EEG studies, from EKJ studies, EKG studies, from EMG studies, from the HeartMath Institute, from the Institute for Noetic Sciences, on and on, from the work of Dr. Richard Davidson with the Tibetan Buddhist monks, from our understanding of neuroscience, 
uh, from the understanding of the importance of building oxytocin, which happens when people love each other and they get close to each other and intimacy grows between them. The magic that happens. It's alchemy, man. It's alchemy. Pure alchemy. And that dynamism allows the world to go forward. Love is the fundamental motivation behind our actions inside and behind our own lives. Some say the universe is actually composed of love. And when the universe in our own personal lives, our society, isn't going that well, it's because love is blocked. There are obstacles in the path of the flow of love. Another way of thinking of the flow of love is the Tao itself. I used to say, if you want peace in this world, let everyone go home to whatever they call home, to whomever they feel is family, and kiss and make up. Talk about the conflict, talk about the heartache, talk about the broken hearts, Forgive, apologize. Let's change the order there. Apologize, forgive. It's also in alphabetical order. And kiss and make up. Now, let's do a little arithmetic. If everyone did that worldwide, everyone actually went back to the place they call home, wherever that may be, for some, it might actually be under a certain bridge in a certain city with the, with the guys or gals they hang out with living out of a shopping, you know, bag. Okay? That could be home for some. Or a park bench somewhere. For others, it would be an actual home. Hut. House, I mean. You know? It could be the village square. The it doesn't matter as much as the essence itself of what it is we regard, perceive as home. And there will be someone there. There will be some other sentient being there to whom to relate, to hug, to speak, to whom to listen hold hands, look in the eyes, make contact. Oh, my. That's home. And everyone, I dare say, has it. And if not, come over to my place. All right? We'll find a place for you. And if everybody did that and kissed and made up, what would we have to fight about? What would be the conflict among lovers, male, female, or any combination, I guess. If the folks were to make love, I think that's one of the most beautiful phrases, to make love. And that can include sex, but that's not what that is about. But sex becomes a bodily expression of the love we feel in our hearts and our souls. You know, everything is backwards. But I also do believe that when people have a healthy sex life, and what really makes a healthy sex life is a healthy making love life, that's what's healthy. Sex itself is, I guess it's okay, but it's not any great shakes. Without the heart invested, it sounds rather thin. It's a bit lightweight, although the biological acts that comprise it are vitally important to our health and well-being. When we're smart enough and we're evolved enough to infuse our heart and soul, our minds, in these series of actions, creative acts, if you will, quite literally, um, then we have something to really write home about. That is great. 
and that sort of inner biological resolution of physical tensions and strivings and drives and impulses, wow, that's meaningful. And when people feel sexually resolved, as Wilhelm Rach helped to bring forward many decades ago, he, of course, was a student of, of uh, Sigmund Freud. Reich did so much to bring awareness to us as a society of the importance of sex and its role in society, its role in politics. And if you really think about it, when people feel sexually satisfied, which is really another way of saying also emotionally satisfied and fulfilled, i.e., what does it come down to? Love. Love. And when people feel love in their heart for another person, it could be for an animal. It could be for what they do. And it could be and should be for life itself. Life itself is the giver of love. Oh my God. Who would not want to enjoin that energy. And I'm saying, folks, I'm saying that if we can have peace in the household because we learn how to communicate our feelings honestly, forthrightly, politely, respectfully, lovingly, and that engagement, if it's with our partner or lover, can lead to a healthy, happy, spiritually enriched, infused, love-making sexual relationship. We have a lot of the world's problems solved right there before we step out of the bedroom. If it's in the bedroom, we're talking about making love. <laughs> I don't want to make any assumptions. But no, you understand. And once we've crossed the threshold out to the world, feeling love in our heart, the steadiness of love, the satisfaction that comes with the generation of oxytocin, a very important hormone called the love hormone. And when this gets generated, we have a sense of well-being. We do not want to do anything but harmonize with our environment and share the love that we have generated. Share the love. God, I sound like an old hippie. Oh my, maybe I am. My phone number here is 602-753-1860. 602-753-1860. And when you generate that at home, i.e. a happy inner ecosystem, there's a morphogenetic field that so many wise people have talked about, and we've talked about on this show many times. Rupert Sheldrake is certainly one British biologist. Lynn McTaggart, who also lives in England, though she was born in New Jersey, is another one of them in her book called The Field. Uh, there are so many examples. Terence McKenna has talked about the field in which we live. Any really smart person looking at the larger picture recognizes we live and dwell and operate in fields and can keys on and on. So I engage you all to realize you who are listening are part of a better world's field. You are part of mine and I am part of yours. And if we are sharing resonance, it's because we're I'm emitting a vibration, a frequency on the level of heart at least, at least. And that is allowing for a kind of a dialogue and a kind of engagement that can lead to the creation of a better world. Why? We're committed to harmony then. We want creativity. We want to listen to each other. 
we're at peace. We're at peace. And when you're at peace, that really comes from the inside. You find that you're non-reactive. You're an open vessel, happy to listen, happy, happy to get, happy to empathize, happy to sympathize, happy to go deep and down and dirty and then soar like an eagle to the top and everything in between. Our number is 602-753-1860. 602-753-1860. Do you disagree with me? Please bring it on, man. Bring it on. Please disagree. Or don't. Let me know how you concur. Or do you want to take my thoughts and expand upon them? Tease out principles. Inherent subtle notions and extend them to the far reaches of the universe. Because then when we are getting along like Rodney King begged us to do, wise man that he was, straight from the streets of L.A., um, when we get along, then we will entertain the ideas of breakthrough technologies, of wanting to be loose, and flexible and resilient and non-attached and do what's best, not for the almighty dollar, but for what's best for the larger picture, for the public, for the people, for the common good. These are fundamental points, my friends, fundamental to creating a better world. This is what does it. This is the stuff of it. You wouldn't want to put genetically modified organisms into our food supply just because you can make another buck. You would want to feed your friends, your lovers, your colleagues, your your um, children, your pets, healthy, natural, organic, nutritionally rich food just bursting with energy. So, my oh my, doesn't it all make sense? You wouldn't want to pollute the water, nor would you want to own the water. Now, we all need a livelihood. I'm all for livelihood. Livelihood is sacred work. It's good. Making money is good. That's not the issue. The issue is, how do we make it? Who suffers as a consequence of the way we make our money? The planet, the soil, the air, the water, our neighbors? Or does no one really suffer? Is it basically a neutral act that is contributory, that is affirming? of life instead of denying. Why is this so difficult? I don't know. <laughs> to me, it's rather black and white. It's rather simple. But maybe I'm just very simple. It <laughs> could be. Yes, life spins in cycles. We're all part of it. The level on the micro of biorhythms and on the macro level, there are many different cycles. We have the yugas that we get from the Vedic teachings and Vedic times. We have the Mayan calendar, which is said to be coming to a interesting completion on December 21st of this year. Though we've had Carl Kalaman on, who argued he's a Mayanist from Sweden, who argued that the calendar really came to a conclusion last October, 2011. I don't know who's right. And I'm living my life the way I am anyway, as actually are all of you. But we still want to understand that there are menstrual cycles, there are aging cycles, there are seasonal cycles. There are cycles that last for nanoseconds, and there are cycles that last for 26,000 years and beyond. 
and the ebb and flow of these cycles, and I have had David Katzmeyer on numerous times on the radio and the TV show here in New York City talking about his wonderful casting uh, and understanding of rhythms and cycles in what he calls calorhythms, www.calorhythms.com. And understanding these gives us some insight into ourselves and the nature of the universe, i.e. the nature of reality. And without an understanding of this, we don't have much of an understanding about the way life works because the Chinese understood cycles perhaps (laughs) beyond many. And every culture does have its own understanding of cycles. We all know that because it's that organic an idea and it's that important to understand menstrual cycles, for instance, the cycle of pregnancy from conception forward, you know, understanding that nine-month cycle, understanding the cycles of children growing, waning, waxing, weaning, all of the above. These are all parts of our growth, our development, and indeed our evolution. So, in winding down for our last minutes, I'm going to make one last offer to you, the listener, in case you would feel moved to chat with me, 602-753-1860. You know what's funny? Oftentimes I see the switchboard light up with calls from people I know not who they are, and I've got my guest on, and I cannot reach those people because I'm interviewing and in dialogue with the guests. And the one particular day that I have said, let us do this that way, I invite thee to come and join me, is the very day that I do not see anyone else's phone numbers lighting up the board. And that's perfectly okay. Perfectly okay. I want to, you know, in closing tonight, say thank you so much for being listeners of A Better World, of moi. I really, really do appreciate your attention to what I consider subjects that are truly vital to the creation of a better world. And we all know in our hearts that that is what we want. And I am available to you on any number of different levels, uh, either private consultations, which I do, you know, weekly here in New York City, as well as by phone or Skype sometimes, anywhere in the world. And I can be reached for that at 212-420-0800. That's 212-420-0800. Or through email at mjr at abetterworld.net, MJR, my initials, at abetterworld.net. And please join us at our website and sign up for the newsletter at www.abetterworld.tv. These are the vehicles through my personal consultations, business consultations, eco-entrepreneurial activity, which requires business development and dealing with investors and raising money for these very world-changing projects and having people respond to my articles at the Huffington Post and my uh, postings on Facebook, A Better World Media on Facebook and Mitchell J. Rabin on Facebook, both. We have both. And it's such a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to be in dialogue with you or for the case like tonight, monologue with you and to share my own thoughts and feelings and priorities and values. I want to say that if you're going to listen to the debates tonight, go to our website, www.abetterworld.net. There you will see a, um, a listing for the debate tonight sponsored by Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman, 
who is going to be simultaneously doing the real democratic thing, unlike the national televised debate thing, by interviewing two third-party presidential candidates who I'm going to say flat out, both of them are better qualified on every level, well, almost every level, than the two fellows that have dominated the mainstream media, President Obama and Mitt Romney. These two, I think, are much less qualified than Rocky Anderson, and personally I would love to see uh, Jill Stein running several of the agencies for a Rocky Anderson presidency because she is a doctor, she could run the FDA, she could run the USDA and the EPA all at the same time. Combine those things. They're all one. That's what holistic thinking is all about. Anyway, listen, thank you so much for joining me here at A Better World. This is Mitchell J. Rabin. I so appreciate it. And I am going to sign off now, and I look forward to speaking with you all next week.